0: So the uh, this retreat is um, is a New Year's retreat, and so naturally the last few days the um, the mind has been turning to the theme of New Year and um, what to what to speak about, what to say about New Year, and um, a number of a number of different thoughts have have come to consciousness. But there are there are two themes that have that have primarily come and that have been coming over and over again the last few days, and I'd like to just kind of ramble on a little bit this evening on these on these two themes. And um, and I don't know about the rest of you, but I think the tiredness of this passing year has caught up to me today, and there's a lot of tiredness. So um, at any point, if anyone can't hear me, please. Put up your hand, and I'll try to speak a little louder. And those of you who were here last year might have just noticed that this year I'm able to put up my hand. <laughs> those of you who weren't here last year, I was sitting here in a sling with a broken arm. <laughs> so the first of these of these two themes that's been that's been coming to me, um, yeah, it's come to me several times in the past few days is um, an image that is very commonly associated with New Year's. And that is the image of the Grim Reaper and the baby. <laughs> and, and I've noticed these in different places the last few days, in um, newspapers and in magazines and just um, different places. And, and the image just keeps coming, coming to mind And it's um, very, very interesting, very interesting imagery and lots of, I think lots of, lots of symbolism and lots of meaning in it and and an imagery really worth reflecting on and and giving some attention to. So we have the the grim reaper or death representing the year that's passing. And we have the baby in diapers representing the new year. the birth so we have death and we have birth we have passing away and coming into being we have ending and beginning and and of course this is very much a theme of the buddhist teachings the teachings on death and birth the teachings on impermanence on change on endings and beginnings and and so, really, really worthwhile giving some attention to these these images and and this theme. And the the, the themes of, of death and birth, of passing and arising, can I think can can represent <coughs> different things. So, of course, it can represent the the passing, the ending of the previous year, and represent the the coming into being of the coming year the, the birthing of the coming year that's it's a, a rather obvious obvious one uh, it can also uh, I think represent um, uh, death in, in the sense of at a more personal level of things that we would like to leave behind Things that we would like to maybe just forget about, <laughs> maybe difficult things that we just don't want to deal with, and just just get it out of the way, get it, leave it behind. Uh, it certainly um, this year, the, this year twenty thirteen is is very tragically going out with so much unnecessary death, death of people from. Political differences, from religious differences, death because of color, death because of gender, death because of sexual orientation, death because of um, of hunger, of starvation, just so many, so many things happening in this world. And and it, and it seems like the last few months it's kind of been ramping up. Just so many things happening in this world that are causing so much really unnecessary death. And we come to the end of this the end of this year with with this in our hearts and minds. And so so death is is very much with us. And of course birth is very much with us as well. We see new things arising. Birth birth is dependent on death. Where there's death, there's space for new. And, and hopefully, hopefully, out of all this this unnecessary death that's happening, hopefully at some point, there will be an awakening that will present us with, with a birthing of something more positive, more wholesome, more skillful. And so we can see the grim reaper and the birth on, on this larger scale, on this global scale. And we can also see it within, our, within ourselves. We, we've, we've talked about, um, last night and today, we've talked about this as a, a time of transition of transition and transition is, is a time it, it's, a, it's a really really important time we, we go through so many transitions in our lives know in, 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 in a sense every moment is a transition. Every moment of our lives is a transition moment and it's it's a transition in, in this in, in the sense of, and, and this period particularly can be really useful to see as a transition. Because a transition gives us an opportunity to kind of review the past and and to see, okay, what in the past, and in this case in the past year, what in the past year has been skillful? What's been unskillful? What's been helpful? What's been unhelpful? What have I taken up? What have I put away? What's come to me that I didn't like, what's come to me that I liked. And so we can we can review the past and in, in this time and, and through the reviewing of the past through reflecting on the past without, without trying to figure things out without trying without, without trying to make choices just to see if something shows from the past, if something shows out of the past that just points us in a new direction. And being here on retreat, I think is just such a wonderful opportunity for this. Just to, to, to sit, we sit and we use the breathing, we use the body, but in the in the in the quieting that can happen with that perhaps memories come perhaps reflection comes perhaps memories come of regrets from the past year perhaps memories come of difficult times in the past year and just to be able to sit and 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 notice notice these and leave space for these memories to come and not try to stop them, not try to get rid of them, also not to go the other way and indulge in them and engage in them, but just to allow them to to have their life. And perhaps from that, and often from that, something new will arise, some understanding will arise that can point us in a different direction, in a new direction so that the old dies and gives birth to something new. <coughs> so this, um, this imagery of the, the grim reaper and the, the baby really being about about change about transformation, about ending and beginning And beginning. So that that kind of leads leads into the the second theme that's kind of been coming to me and that's this um, this theme of, of New Year's of New Year's resolutions. <laughs> New Year's resolutions. How many of us in the past have made New Year's resolutions? and so quickly, completely forget. What was that resolution I made? How many have, have experienced this? How many have, have made a resolution and at, at the end of the year, actually remember it, but at the end of the year kind of realized, well, yes, I did think about it during the year, but really just didn't do much with it. How many have had that experience? Mm resolutions so resolu- resolu- uh, resolutions perhaps perhaps a, a helpful way of, of thinking of, of resolutions is to think in in the context of the precepts so if you remember last night I gave the 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 literal translation of the precepts as I undertake the training to. How would it be, rather than thinking of New Year's resolutions, thinking of New Year's undertaking the training to? Undertaking the training to, and it could be to refrain from something, as in the precepts, or it could be to bring into being something. And so that the resolution, it's not a resolve, it's not something, oh, I resolve to do this but it's 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 seen more it's held more as as a practice so it's an ongoing process it's not something i resolve to do this and if i can't do it right away forget it it's not possible but it's it's a practice it's a training the uh, the the pali word for practice is bhavana and so when we when we practice um, for example, when we when we do a metta practice, a kindness, friendliness practice in Pali, it's called metta bhavana. And and this word bhavana, the literal meaning of it is to bring into being. And so if we think of resolutions as bhavanas, as practices to bring something into being. And so to have to have the, first of all it's important to have clarity. What is it? What is it that I want to bring into being? And and again the the reviewing of the past and and exploring the past can point us in a direction and can give us some some clues, some some pointers, some nudges, perhaps, to what would be useful and skillful for us to bring into being in the coming year so to think of, think of these these resolutions as bhavanas as, as practices as bringing into being something to bring into being we can also of course think of these these resolutions as intentions Intention. I I like I like the word intention also because intention. uh, It's described by the Buddha as as directing the heart in a particular direction. So it's it's moving in a particular direction, and of course, moving in a particular direction. Anyone who was driving around in the area around Toronto the last few days may have found that you were going in a particular direction, but maybe you couldn't go in a straight direction. Maybe you had to take some detours. And and this this <coughs> sense of attention to me and, and, and pointing the heart in a particular direction, it allows for detours. It allows for forgetting. It allows for straying. It allows for going off on tangents, but it's generally it's heading in a particular direction. And perhaps we could think of think of the, these resolutions in the same way. It's pointing ourselves in a particular direction. And so if we have to take a detour, it's no problem. We take the detour and then we realize, oh yeah, I had to take this detour. Now how do I get back? And I come back and and, and, and coming back to the theme of the, the grim reaper and the, and the baby in diapers I come back and I begin again bring newness to this direction bring newness to the, to the practice to the bhavana so we keep coming back again and again just like with the meditation practice just like with the mindfulness of breathing, mindfulness of body. We keep coming back again and again and again and again. And each time we come back, it's start again. Start again. And we let the past die. It's done. It's finished. doesn't matter. We start right here, right where I am right now. I begin again. And I, I renew the intention. intention intention is one one piece of the eightfold path that the buddha and that the buddha outlined intention one piece of the path and and the path you know we we list the path we give a list of the eight of the eight parts but really it's the path is a whole package and and i think if we if we look at our intentions and when we've been successful with our intentions, when we haven't been successful with our intentions. Sometimes we think we're not being successful and it actually turns out to be quite successful, doesn't it? Sometimes we think we're being successful <laughs> and it turns out to be not so. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really interesting thing to 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 see with intentions and to see in that direction we can... We can be inclining in a particular direction. We can be aiming in a particular direction. But really, we don't know where it's going to end up. We just don't know. And I think an important part of, of, of a resolution, of an intention, of a, of a bhavana, is that not knowing. To be able to hold that not knowing... And so, we, so we, we give ourselves the opportunity to keep starting again and again and again. When something isn't working, we try something different because we're not fixed on this. If we look at our intentions and when we've been successful, when we've been unsuccessful, I think we can see that that to to bring an intention into being requires it actually requires the rest of the Eightfold Path it requires mindfulness intention must be supported by mindfulness intention is supported by right effort intention is how many inten- I mean, how often have we had an intention and then we don't make any effort we don't we don't make any effort, and then we wonder, well, why didn't that happen? <laughs> we see that effort is needed. So intention is supported by right effort. Intention is supported by right action. Intention is supported by understanding, by wisdom. All the aspects of the path all support intention. Intention. And and so, so perhaps we could also see a New Year's resolution as a part of the path. And so in 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 setting that intention, in setting that direction, we bring in the whole of the path. And so again it becomes practice. It's a practice. And, and we know from our own meditation practice that it's not that we just sit down once and we've got it. We know that it's, it's ongoing. It requires patience, it requires persistence. It requires so many qualities of heart and mind to support that and to actually bring it into being. Another another piece of, of intention that I think is is helpful and important to remember, and and particularly I think, well, maybe not particularly, but but in the context of New Year's resolutions, um, as as those of you who have been on this retreat before know that at New Year's we do we do this um, this ceremony this this ritual. This passage, and um, and and it involves setting an intention. And over the years, we've we've heard so many intentions. Just so wonder wonderful intentions. And and when I when I think about the intentions of people, the intentions that we hear, the intentions that that I've made myself, uh, I think. It, uh, to a very large extent it can be they can they can all kind of be boiled down to the intention for happiness and well-being there's something in in almost all of the intentions that's an intention to in some way in some form bring about happiness well-being ease and and I and I, and I think it's it, it's quite amazing because it it really is what the Buddha was pointing at when he spoke about intention, right intention. For the Buddha, right intention had three parts, and some of you some of you know this very well. And the first part was the intention for renunciation. The intention for renunciation. And we can see this in different ways. We can see it in the context of letting go of the past and starting again, allowing for something new, allowing for a new beginning. We can see it in the context of letting go, giving up things, simplifying our lives, clearing out all the junk that we've accumulated in our basements and our garages over the years, making space. We could see it in the context of of letting go of, giving up habits that we recognize as being harmful or destructive. We can see it in the context of Letting go, giving up, surrendering at least some degree of selfness, selfishness, self-centeredness, which opens us to, to intentions and resolutions on a larger scale than something just for me. So we can, we can view this in, in many different ways, this, this intention for renunciation. And, and again, that, that reviewing of the past, the reviewing of the past year can point us point us and direct us to, okay, what would it be skillful in my life to renounce? And in that renouncing, it can give rise to, okay, what can be born or created that would be skillful to replace that? So the intention for renunciation. The, the second and third, the other, the other two are the intentions for non-harming and non-ill will. The intentions for non-harming and non-ill will. And and I think these 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 intentions that we set that that kind of boil down to to happiness and well-being and ease. I think what they're pointing to is the antidotes to harming and ill will. They're pointing us to intentions for non-harming and non-ill will, for not causing harm and not not harboring ill will. And, and the practices, the practices for overcoming harming and ill will are commonly metta, friendliness, kindness, and compassion. And so many of our intentions we set are aspects of or pieces of friendliness and compassion kindness caring and so the intentions the intentions we set are really really it's it's really a wonderful thing to to have this this opportunity here we are we're just handed we're handed a, a calendar a piece of paper with a bunch of numbers on it and we pick out a number and we all agree okay this is the, this is the this is the day this is the day. This is the evening when we're going to let go of the past, surrender the past, and give birth to something new. And we all do it, at least in this culture, <laughs> on this continent, we all do it together. It's um, yeah. It's, it's quite a powerful thing to do it all together. It's, it's sangha it's community we do it as a as a huge community a huge sangha all coming together at this one time of the year in this in this opportunity this moment that presents us with the opportunity to set a direction for the coming year if not for the rest of our lives And, and 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 with this in in, in seeing in seeing it in, in this in this way, in, in seeing it in, in the context of intention for renunciation, non harming and non ill will, and seeing it kind of in a bigger scale than something just for myself. I think it's also helpful to to really to really take in and to really get that each one of us each one of us, individually, has the potential to make a huge difference in this world. A huge difference. Sometimes I think we, we get caught up in, in, you know, we see all these horrible things happening in the world, and it's, oh, what can I do? There's nothing I can do. And anything I do will not make any difference. Why bother? We just get overwhelmed and get into despair so easily. I think it's really important to recognize and to really get that each individual person can make a huge difference. And sometimes, sometimes very small actions can have a much bigger effect than we can even imagine. Sometimes just To smile at a person can change that person's life. Perhaps no one has ever smiled at that person before. And just that one smile can change that person's life. Just a sincere greeting of someone, of a stranger, can make a huge difference. Small actions can have huge can make huge difference. I often I often think of a story that I, I heard years ago and I can't remember where I heard it, but during the it's a true story, during the Vietnam War, there was a little girl, I think she was about seven years old at the time, and her family was was doing fairly well. And she noticed every morning in the street out in front of her house a little girl of about the same age as her walked by in rags or crawled by in rags or something and she watched this every day and one day she went to her mother and said mommy can I have a bowl of rice to take out to this little girl and her mother gave her a bowl of rice and she took it out and she gave it to this little girl and the little girl was so happy and the next day she walked by and the girl went out and gave her another bowl of rice. And after a few days, the little girl came by with a friend. So she said to her mother, Mom, can I have two bowls of rice? And she went out with two bowls of rice. And these two little girls were so happy. And then they came by with more friends. <laughs> and it got to the point where the girl's mother said, I'm sorry, that's, we, we can't afford, we can't give more rice. This is This is all we can give. And so the little girl thought what to do, what to do. So she went to her friends, and she said, listen, go to your mother and ask for a bowl of rice. And her friends all went, and they all got a bowl of rice, and they all went out in the morning, and they gave all these little kids a bowl of rice. And then um, more kids came, and her friends went to all their friends, and they got bowls of rice. and And they started feeding all these, you know, these are just... 7-year-old 7 and 8-year-old kids and they start feeding all these street children and and what grew out of it what grew out of this one person giving one bowl of rice is a whole organization which i understand is still going today feeding the street children in vietnam just that that one person just having a thought oh can i just give one bowl of rice has made such a huge difference for so many people and i and i often i often think of this story and, and 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 reflect on our potential where there's the intention the effort the action the wisdom when all these elements of the path come together so much as possible We have, um, we have a friend in, in India, and some of you on this retreat have met her. Uh, her name is Sister Mary. And she's a, a Catholic nun from South India. And about... I'm not exactly clear. I think about 15 years ago, she came she came from the South to Bodhgaya, which is where the Buddha was enlightened. And you'd think that where the Buddha was enlightened should be a you know, a wonderful, peaceful, um, happy, healthy place. And uh, it's anything but that. <laughs> it's um, it's one of the poorest areas of India, and the, the little villages around Bodhgaya are some of the absolute poorest villages in all of India. And Sister Mary came to Bodhgaya, and she started going to these little villages, these, these really poor villages around and she started um, teaching the women about their rights their legal rights, their political rights, all their rights their, their, their rights in the family situation and, and, and for a number of years this was her focus, so she would teach them and she would support them in asserting in a peaceful way their rights, and, and and through this began to bring confidence to the women, and then she started giving them little education programs, teaching them about health care, teaching them about um, finances, and teaching them about the environment, and teaching them about all all different aspects of life, and just just giving them these little these little classes and 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 all with the intention of empowering them. And then the last few years her focus has been on in the in the villages, she organizes the women into groups of ten. So I have so it started in, in a number of villages. In each village there was a group of ten of these women who she had been working with for a number of years. And she opened these these women because they were such low status, they could never open bank accounts. So Sister Mary managed to assert their rights (laughs) and get the bank to open accounts for each of these groups. And each month, the women would put a few rupees into this bank account. And and so the the rupees accumulated, and then the women started coming up with with Sister Mary's support. The women would come up with business plans and they would come to the rest of the group and they say, well, if I could borrow this number of rupees from the group and start this little business, then I could earn money and, and pay it back. And so they, so they started loaning money to each other out of this fund, and then women would pay, we'd start their business and pay back the loan at very low interest rates. And, and so because they're paying interest, the money would accumulate more, and then they could borrow more. And then other women would come along and say, oh, I'd like to be in this. <laughs> so they'd start another group of ten. And, and in this way, she has empowered literally hundreds and hundreds. I forget how many. Do you remember how many groups there are? 14. Maybe, yeah. So hundreds, hundreds of people. Hundreds of women have been empowered through these groups, and they're earning the money and controlling the income in the family. And so it's not just empowering and transforming the women, but it's transforming the families and in turn transforming whole villages. And it all started with just Sister Mary. Just one person having this... Just one person having this... This intention, this direction, and creating or empowering the women to create for themselves so much change. One person creating so much change, having so much positive effect. And 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 it and it and it's spreading, and, th- and this kind of movement is spreading, and it's happening all over India. And and they have um, so this so there's these villages around Bodh and then in other centers there's there's groups in the villages, and and the women take turns year after year going to meetings, so they get to travel, and they get to meet women from other parts of the country, and. And, and talk about how they can empower themselves and how they can change their husbands <laughs> and how they can change their villages it's just, it's just such a such a wonderful thing and and it really stands out for me as, as an example of how one person can make such a huge difference and then um, um, uh, a person we know we who we recently met in in Guelph um he he had this idea to to start a, a charitable organization, and he had he'd worked a lot in third world countries in in healthcare, and he and and he recognized that the big drug companies would not develop drugs for a lot of the third world diseases because there's no profit in it, and so he started this charitable organization and got together a group of researchers and started creating low-cost, effective drugs for these diseases. So this one person had this idea and had this vision, and, and so far I think he said they've created seven new affordable drugs for seven different very common diseases in the third world that there was basically no treatment for before. And again, it's one person taking his skills and his understanding and really applying it and making a huge difference. And so part of our, part of our reviewing and part of our looking at our own lives and looking within ourselves perhaps can be starting to, to really recognize and acknowledge what are my skills and how can I apply them how can I apply them in a way that will make a difference? And it doesn't have to be something in something grand in, in the third world. It can be something very local as well. You know, maybe your skill is just your smile. And just to keep sharing that and to spread that and make a difference with that. really really giving giving attention to what's possible and knowing that it is possible for each one of us to make a huge difference and in that in 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 making the difference we bring something new into being in bringing something new into being we're bringing about the death of something else, of what was. So death gives rise to birth, and birth also gives rise to death. So New Year's wonderful, wonderful opportunity to just to just stop and to be and to just allow allow for allow for things to show allow for things from our past to show and allow for possibilities for the future to show and, and remembering the, the intention, remembering the practice <coughs> the bringing into being and, and the eightfold path that supports it and the sangha the Sangha, the community that supports it, that makes it all possible, and the community that's all all together in this New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, day before New Year's, all all together with these intentions. So let's sit quietly together for a few minutes.